This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Beck. Welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, looks like uh, Donald Trump's whining again about uh, uh, vicious, mm. mean, oh. nasty, oh. frightening oh. Megyn Kelly. Yes, she's terrifying. She's too much for him. Mm. She's, she really not, she's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. <laughs> she's Ugh. really in his head, though. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's embarrassing. She's gotten to him like uh, like Glenn has gotten to him. That you know, for an insignificant couple of people, like Megan Kelly are uh, and Glenn Beck, failing uh, losers mm-hmm. and all of that, uh, they seem to take a lot of his time uh, in insults and and writing tweets and and thinking about them. Yeah, a lot of a lot of obsession. Yeah, I would say, um, and it's strange. I don't know if it's. Uh, when it comes to, you know, he's kind of viciously attacking everyone who dislikes him all the time. And you know, 99% of it just goes over and no one really cares. The two incidents you feel like kind of did blow up in his face a little bit was M- Megan Kelly and Carly Fiorina. And I wonder if he doesn't know how to handle women like that. Because you, mm-hmm. it winds up looking... You just look like a jerk when you start viciously attacking a female for no reason. When you're doing it to a guy, everyone's like, ah, whatever. I mean, Glenn Beck, yeah, whatever. I don't like him. He's just, you know, whatever. He's some guy, you know, you want to call him overweight. You want to call him fat. You want to call him ugly, whatever. You're like, it's like it rolls off. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a guy talking crap to another guy. When you're doing it to a woman, it is a different, there's a different dynamic at play there. And I wonder if he actually fears it. I mean, what is this? What's he doing? He's been sitting here saying how he's the toughest guy in the universe the entire campaign, and all of a sudden he can't, he can't he talk can't to handle Megan, Megan Kelly. Kelly. I, are you going to be able to deal with Iran, really, in Russia? You're going to be able to deal with Vladimir Putin hmm. when you can't handle Megan Kelly because she's not fair. I, I mean, if that's not a warning flag for his supporters, well, nothing is. I really, uh, I really do hope he does not show up to this debate. Because yes. he would look like such a loser if he does not show up to this debate. Now, I think there's part, I'm sure there's, 
who knows how it works out for Donald? You never know. Um, part of me, you know, I'm sure people in his campaign are saying, you don't need this debate. You're right. winning everywhere. Just freaking skip and it. And he'll just live tweet it and everybody will think. And everyone will do stories on him instead right. of the debate. But seriously, but he can't skip it, right? It is the last debate why? before Iowa. He could. Yeah, he could. I mean, he seems seemingly. That's a, that's a huge risk. I hope he doesn't. I hope that's he does skip it because, yeah, you know, great. It, it would just show who he is, you know. He's, but, I mean, I, I bet you he would tweet about it, as yeah. Jeffy said, and everyone would be like, look what Donald Trump tweeted during the debate. And that yeah. would be every news story. And his supporters would be like, oh, he won that. Yep. And then the Drudge Report <laughs> poll would show that he won the debate, even though he wasn't at it. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. 68% say Donald Trump won. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if he did something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. With any, I guess I with Donald Trump, you're never surprised about anything. But it would be interesting to see. It would be an interesting tactic. Because you can make the, I mean, his, the latest <clears throat> uh, um, national poll that came out, he's up 41 to 19. I mean, he's up 22 points nationally. That's unbelievable. You know, I, I, at this oh, point. And he just bad everybody. I heard a clip. And he uh, he doesn't care. Some, you know, <clears throat> when, uh, with uh, the Michael Bloomberg thing. And, and his, it's just like, oh, I thought we were friends. Guess not. So, I mean, it's just, if, unless you are glowing and shining the light on Donald That's Trump, right. you suck. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's such a, in, He's seen as this tough guy, and he has the thinnest skin. Oh, yeah. Everything bothers Everything. him he has so much. thinner skin much. than Obama, and I didn't, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, he really uh, does. Every, everything drives him crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he obsesses about it. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's an interesting tactic because he's been threatening this. I don't think ever, anyone has taken it seriously because he's threatened this at almost every debate that he wasn't going to go, whether it was because of commercial time or, uh, you know, they were making too much money off the ratings or whatever. He's always threatening not to go, and, of course, he's gone to every one. I mean, is it possible he wouldn't go? I don't know. I, you're probably right. He'd probably wind up going. I, I think he you probably will. You can't back down and say you're scared of a female anchor. <laughs> Really? I, when you're supposed to be going up against, you know, Vladimir Putin? I don't know how you do. Well, his supporters are, he's it. not scared. He's not scared, right? He just wants to be treated fairly. Yeah, I mean, Fox oh, his supporters are going to... Um, is look, Vladimir Putin going to treat him fairly? Is Ayatollah Khomeini going to treat him fairly? Vladimir Putin no. and Donald Trump are friends. Yeah, yeah actually. They were in the same Rose dressing room set of giblets and, and get over it. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. That, what did she fairly? Do Shut up. Anything. It's not like... She didn't do anything. It is not like, you know, if Glenn Beck was the moderator of this debate. Now, first of all, mm. he also should not back down to Glenn Beck, as he has, by the way. We've invited him on, and he hasn't come on. Correct. So he's backed down from that. Um, but even if you're uh, Glenn Beck, okay, Glenn Beck's a moderator. He's been hardcore against you for multiple years uh, saying you're a progressive. Fine. Megan Kelly, all she did was bring up the most basic questions that mm-hmm. will be asked in the general election. She, had, she did nothing wrong in that debate at all. No, at she all. didn't. She didn't. And he has been on her case for six months over it. He, has, yeah. he didn't even and do he, anything. He can't let it go. He cannot let it go. He's obsessed with Can't her. I mean, he was go. obsessed with her before this, let's be honest about it. He was freaking sending her love notes all the right. time. And he's never denied that either. No. Never denied. I mean, he's never, you know, I don't know what the heck he was doing. <laughs> but He didn't call them the love notes. No, but he did he's not. never denied that he was sending her stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I was doing some research late last night on him uh, because he's calling uh, Ted Cruz a liar on this uh, eminent domain thing. He used to call him a liar. Uh, Vera Koking, and, and he's not lying. A lot of people think that, that uh, Trump had her home uh, bulldozed. She was the one he was trying to eminent, do, eminent domain out of her house so that he could knock it down 
and build a limo garage there instead because, you know, it was, he wanted a place to put his limos for the casino because the casino's right next door. Mm -hmm. Well, it all started, uh, this, this widow, the, well, she wasn't a widow at the time. She and her husband bought this home in 61 for $20,000. They loved it. It's a summer home. It's near the beach, all of that. So uh, Bob Guccione wants to build the penthouse casino mm -hmm. on her property and offers her a million dollars to leave. She refuses. So they paid 20000 for it. He offers a million. They say no. Uh, that's amazing to me, that first is. of all, because uh, I'm, I'm like, here's the keys. We're out right now. <laughs> right, but, I mean, that shows how much she loved that the property. That shows how much she didn't care about the money and she wanted the property. Um, so, anyway, Guccione starts building this uh, casino around her. He just, it's like this steel structure, and it's a steel skeleton, and then he runs out of money. Right. In 1980. And so she's, she's got this home. It's in the middle of this steel structure now. Um, and uh, it's abandoned. So that goes on for 13 years. In 1993, Donald Trump comes along. And he tries, he tries to buy her house because he wants to knock it all down. First of all, he's already cleared the Guccione stuff because that wasn't uh, what he wanted to do. So he's going to build a parking garage there for the, for the limos. And... Uh, he offers her, I think, $250,000. She says, no, I don't want to sell. I don't want to move. So he offers her, she says he gave her Neil Diamond tickets. And she says, I didn't even know who Neil Diamond was. And ah. uh, he, he sweet-talked her at first, and then he got nasty, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. When she says no and he doesn't get his way, I mean, what does he do? That's what this he did with Megyn Kelly. He sweet-talks her. He sends her all these nice glowing over stuff. She says one thing that one he thing. disagrees with. And, and then it's I, over. It's, she's, the, he's, she's the biggest enemy on the planet. So uh, he and the uh, casino authority in Atlantic City try to eminent domain her yeah. out of the... They sue her in court uh, based on eminent domain to try to get her out. Uh, and Trump's company sides, of course, with the casino authority. So he'll say, well, it wasn't me. That's the government. The government does that. He worked them with domain. them He directly. worked with them to evict her from her house, get her out, bulldoze the property. Well, she wins again. Mm -hmm. She wins again. Uh, and so uh, Trump finally goes away, uh, pissed, um, and he made her life hell Yeah, and one quick in the meantime. One quick thing on this, because you, you hit all this... Um, information in there, but it's one one quick thing to focus on. A lot of people mm -hmm. who defend eminent domain and say, well, you're getting market value. She got a million dollar offer for this property 10 years before eminent domain offered her 250. Yeah. 250,000. Yeah. So she got a million dollar offer. A decade later, you would think it would be worth even more. Instead, she gets a quarter of the value from the government. Now, Trump claims um, that he offered her a place to live for life. In Boca Raton or someplace uh, in Florida. She didn't, she didn't want to move. She didn't, she didn't want, want to go. Florida. It's, it's, she's he, in New Jersey. He claims he offered her millions and a permanent place to live. Well, that's not the point. I don't care what you offered her. She didn't want to go. It's her house. Mm -hmm. It's her property. She doesn't have to. It's a, every you know uh, evil billionaire in a movie that thinks everything's got a price. I'll just yeah. keep throwing money at her and she right. has to take it. Well, and she, she didn't, didn't have want a it. price. She didn't, have, she didn't want it. She wanted to stay where she was. It's interesting. And, you know, by this time, she's an old widow. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing story. And she has called him a uh, maggot, cockroach, and a crumb. Because, <laughs> you know, her experience with him was not 
was not uh, wonderful. Um, but it was not Trump who bulldozed the thing. You know, she, she defeated Trump in court. She defeated Guccione in court. Years later, um, I th either she died or moved, finally. And uh, her house, I think her son put the house up for auction. It sold for 500 some thousand dollars and to Carl Icahn, who then bulldozed it. Okay, so it has since been bulldozed, but it wasn't, it wasn't Trump who did it. But Trump tried to do it. That was his intention. Yeah, it was his desire. He, as in his uh, own words, know, offered millions of dollars to do it. So is it a lie? No, no. it's not a lie. Look, when you do a, um, and this happens all the time, when you do something on television that doesn't have a visual element, you add a visual element. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you're talking about bulldozing a house, you show a bulldozer, doesn't necessarily mean, just like when you show, uh, like you watch the news, they'll be like, oh, here's a, you know, there's a plane that went down, they'll show a picture of a plane, doesn't mean it's that exact plane, right. it's a, a plane of that type. Stock footage. Yeah, exactly, I mean, I, you know, look, I don't, you know, is there, uh, is it a lie? I mean, it's certainly not even approaching any of the things, I mean, that Donald Trump does all the time. Um, you know, could you say it's misleading? I, I suppose. But, I mean, that, it would be misleading if he didn't want to freaking bulldoze the house. He did. He yeah. actually wanted to do it. Yeah. He tried for tried years to do, to do it. Tried to do um, it. And <laughs> just didn't get away with it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a stretch at all, I don't to be either. perfectly honest. I don't either. Uh, here uh, he is complaining yesterday on CNN uh, about Megyn Kelly again. Mm. I mean, I don't like her. Uh, she doesn't treat me fairly. I'm not a big fan of hers at all. I don't care. I mean, she was. She probably was. The, I might be the best thing that ever happened to her. I don't know because no, whoever even heard of her before the last debate. You. But I thought right. she was very unfair in the last debate. A lot of people said I won that debate. Everybody said I won the last debate. No. Uh, but I'm not a fan of Megyn <laughs> Kelly. I don't like her. She probably doesn't like me, and that's okay. But she better be fair. Uh, I'd like to go to the debate. I enjoy the debates. I've done well in the debates. Every single poll has said I've won every debate. But uh, we're no, going to see what happens. That is untrue. <laughs> There's no polls. There's no oh, scientific every polls. Every single poll. Um, so uh, this is interesting because nobody heard of Megyn Kelly no, until Megyn here. Kelly, and this again, this blatant lies. She's the oh, number two God. host on cable news. And sometimes she's number one. And sometimes she's number one. That means she's, you know, you'll know this, Donald, if we put it in this terms. It's better than your ratings on The Apprentice as far as <laughs> rankings go in the particular category. <laughs> Um, it's an amazing, like, this guy just lies yeah, he does. all the time. Yeah, Because we, we keep focusing it. on, like, hey, he's a liberal, or hey, you know, he was wrong on this and that. It's like, he's also the a bottom line liar. is he's just lying. He doesn't, he's not even trying to Ball tell the truth. Liar. He's not even trying to tell you what he's going to do. Yeah. Why would you assume that his policy positions are any different than all the lies he tells about people personally? I don't know. I mean, what do you mean nobody heard of Megyn Kelly? She's one of the most popular news personalities in, in the world. For over a decade now. Uh, okay. Uh, courtesy of the New York Post, here's some people getting kicked out of uh, Trump's all-inclusive, all-inclusive rallies. Everybody's welcome, except for these people. I just wanted to ask you a question. I was insulted. What are you doing, man? I get him out. Take him out. <laughs> I love the music in this thing. It's a big guy. 
spitting in the face of somebody. That's beautiful. It is. Muslims getting evicted. Much is his policy, though. Trump says people who don't support him shouldn't attend his rallies. Hmm. And so when they do, he throws them out. He throws them out. And so do his supporters, though, right? I mean, a lot of that was just his supporters being yeah, assholes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's nicely, nicely put. Thank you. Uh, that's all they were. Well, bad. you're completely right. It's just a, it's an interesting <laughs> way to put it. Um, so I, uh, I <laughs> it's an interesting thing though to watch. And, and you know, look, you can you blame Donald Trump for something his reporters do or his supporters do? For example, guy just sitting in a seat, he's got a sign up. Now it's a sign that doesn't agree with Donald Trump. His, the people around it tear it up right. in his hands. Mm -hmm. Who acts like that? Now I'm not saying that that Donald Trump. Usually only Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yes, come right? on. <laughs> Save that behavior for us. Uh, you know, I, I, can you blame Donald Trump for that? I mean, no, I, probably I don't not. think no. I Although think that's can. what he kind of engenders in people, I think. Yeah, I think he, he, and he, think he likes it. it. He certainly seems to cheer mm -hmm. it on when yeah. it does happen. Which is why, uh, you know, he, he was inducted yesterday. Into the douche Hall of Fame. Thank you. It's an important point. And I think he's probably pretty proud of that. He didn't now. respond yeah, he, to that. I'm surprised. No, he did not. I was surprised, it's too. It's the first poll he won that he didn't uh, <laughs> respond to. I wanted him And I was just bad. inducted into the douche hall of fame. Triple eight seven two seven back You know, uh, we've been uh, telling you a lot about the importance of having food for preparation. You know, you've got to have an emergency food supply on hand. Mm -hmm. But there's something even more important. Hmm. Could it be water? Yes, it could. It is. Yes, mm -hmm. water, uh, kind of important uh, in your life. You might need it. Uh, fairly regularly. Uh, that's what doctors tell you. Um, the interesting thing about uh, water is uh, in it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Could you make these commercials any weirder? <laughs> uh, this is a great uh, uh, unit here. It's a. Uh, it's called an Alexa Pure, um, and it is a great place uh, to get clean water during an emergency. And I will say, in addition, and this is you know they're. they're they want you to be prepared, and, and that's important. My Patriot Supply puts this together. They want you to be prepared. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if you just want good filtered water that's better clean. than any other filter, that's clean yeah. and gets all, all the crap out of the water, there's no better one than the Alexa Pure. And I, I love this thing because I'm, I'm really picky about water now because of the bottled water thing. I can't drink it out of the tap. I can't <laughs> drink it anywhere. So certainly I don't want any impurities in it or any junk in it or any chemicals in it or I, I don't want fluoride in it you know so this this removes all that junk it removes virtually everything from it it's 99.999 percent so give them a call today at my patriot supply 888-895-7746 call them right now order your alexa pure pro get everything you need for clean water uh during any emergency or a non-emergency mm -hmm. frankly yep plus it ships right to your door for free you need to use this filtration system that you, it removes all these contaminants out of your water. Give them a call now, 888-895-7746, 888-895-7746. It's Alexa Pure from My Patriot Supply. You looking to sell your home? 
at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. We had the, uh, I guess it was a Democrat town hall last night. Uh, oh, I was so into it. Whoa, man. Was oh that God. good or what? Because uh, there's that old lady and the old guy. Yeah. And then Two that other people, guy. Senior citizens. Do, seemingly do anything. And then they brought out uh, the early bird uh, uh, dinner form. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, that was nice. They did. That was that a was weird. Nice. It was a weird stop for them to take their pills. Three ninety nine. Thought about it, halfway through. It, it, <laughs> they did uh, have to stop and take the pills. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, the buffet was only three ninety nine. It's for not them bad because it was the That's early bird. Bad. So it was really pretty good. Um, isn't and, isn't uh, this is uh, somewhat of a dated reference at this point? But isn't uh, isn't Martin O'Malley like the Betamax? He's sitting there like, I swear I'm better than the VHS, but no one buys me. <laughs> I, like, he's got to be sitting there questioning the entire world right now. Yeah. What the hell is going on? No it's not like the Republican field where, you know, you could take a, a guy who's a pretty good candidate, a Rand Paul or a Rick Santorum, and they're at 3 or 4%. And it's somewhat understandable. There's, there's 70,000 other candidates. There's only two other candidates for Martin O'Malley to compete with. One of them is an avowed socialist who's almost 80. The other, the other one is a, a failed candidate who is the least engaging person you've ever seen in your entire life, and he can't crack 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's got to be. This is, he must just be saying that. He's like, at this point, I'm riding this all the way to the end. Just I, take, really. I, I just want to see what's going to happen here. I would love to know what would happen if... He were the same person except for diff- different policies. Let's say he's a really moderate Democrat. Wouldn't that be interesting? It'd be interesting to see if you, because he's the same. He's the same as their policies, pretty much. They're all socialists um, of some varying degree. And it would be interesting to see if he was just an actual, real, mainstream Democrat who just had moderate policies, mm-hmm. if he would do better. Because... They're looking at the two more experienced, more high-profile people, and and then you got this, you know, good-looking younger guy, but he's the same as them. So I'm I'm going to go. I'm not going to go with uh, socialism light. I'm going to go with one of these two. Uh, if it wasn't socialism light, I wonder what would happen. I wonder. I don't know if it would change anything in the. Probably not with the Democrats anymore. Which way would so. he go? Are you saying he would go right? Yeah, go like to the, the right. Go to the middle. Go to the I right. I mean, that's kind of what that guy Webb was doing, right? Uh, Jim Webb. Yeah, and Webb. And but yeah. Webb was, uh, Webb that didn't go well for him. But he's no. not. He doesn't have the package that. No, he doesn't. That uh, O'Malley has. <laughs> the, uh, can we quote <laughs> you on that? Yeah, go ahead and okay. quote me on that. Yeah, you like uh, Jim Webb package. does not have the package mm-hmm. that O'Malley does. I mean, that's clear. <laughs> it is that's clear. True. I, I mean, obvious. O'Malley is, you know, he's, you know, because we say. Uh, as Pat described, the package. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you're describing there is that he looks younger than everyone else, and he's good-looking a good-looking guy. dude. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's not overweight. He's just, uh, right. you know, he's a yeah, not at all overweight. We've seen him on with his shirt off. Right. He's pretty sexy. Yeah. So uh, you think just that, but he's actually 
really bad in those things. I mean, he's just not he's not a good speaker. He doesn't he And that surprises me because I, w- I was under the impression he was pretty good. And yeah. then the first time I saw him, you know, and he brings his guitar out and he's trying to do this Clinton-esque sort of I'm a musician too and I'm, I'm pretty at ease. And when I go on these talk show ho- uh, these talk shows with these uh, chicks, they dig me cuz I serenade them. And he came out and he he did some song on the view. And it was Awful. It was just <laughs> Well, that's, an, that's his deal. I mean, there's something about him that just... Yeah, he's just not... You're, you're right. Yeah. He's just not good. If he were good and moderate, I don't know. Maybe he'd have if a shot. I don't different. know. I don't know. If yeah, he was, if he was just completely different. different from the way he is. It would really... Be, <laughs> except for physically. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it might... It, it could mean that he's not at 5% and maybe he's at 15 but yeah. I feel like, in a way, it might actually help Hillary because then she could kind of run in the, you know, just say, "Look, this, this guy's crazy over here, and this guy's crazy over here. Look at me, I'm the, the rational one." Yeah. Where now she's like trying to say, "Well, crap, uh, I'm as crazy as they are." Yeah, I swear, I'm as left <laughs> as them, and that's, I'm as I'm as crazy as they are. I've just been around longer. Um, I don't think anyone's been around longer than Bernie Sanders. I don't no, think. but in in <laughs> national office or the yeah. national. You know, the spotlight. Uh, she's spotlight. had for a long time. She, yeah, had, a, she yes. had a pretty good argument, though. Someone was asking her, like, you know, people just want something different. They don't. They want uh, someone who's not part of the establishment. She's like, Bernie Sanders has been office, serving in office way longer than I have. She's like, I, I spent one term as a senator, and I was I was mm-hmm. Secretary of State. Like, I I have not lived my whole life as a politician. Well, that's she's not like, really I, true though. Well, you know, and, and you're right at some level. But she was married to a guy who was president. Yeah. Yeah. Really, up until then, she did and nothing. Governor. Which is what I'm, yeah, and governor. Right. But, but, She's been first lady a long time. But Since first lady is, is general in Arkansas. Since 1978. But first lady is not a political job. It's a marriage. You're married to someone who has yeah. a political job. True. So, I mean, and Bernie Sanders throughout that entire time was in politics. Is that like? But Bernie Sanders is not this like He's not outsider. A the guy's no. been like he was like mayor <laughs> no. of Burlington in 1870. <laughs> the only reason he's considered an outsider is because he's outside of the United States of America's principles and values in their system. The policies are so different. He's a European socialist, and mm-hmm. so from that from that standpoint, I guess he is sort of some kind of weird outsider. But anyway, he last night he told the truth as. You know, Glenn says he likes this about the guy. You tell me. He is pretty honest. Here's what he said about taxes. But just to be clear, you are going to raise taxes to do this. Yes, we will raise. We will raise the. We will raise taxes. Yes, we will. But also, let us be clear, Chris, because there's a little bit of disingenuity out there. We may raise taxes, but we are also going to eliminate private health insurance premiums. For individuals and for business. All right. Wait, what? Well, because he wants to do essentially. He's good. Is he going single payer? Is that what he's promising? Um, I think yeah, he was doing the Medicare for it's all. Kind of what thing, it sounds right? like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Holy remember, he's got to do this. He wants to raise this income guy. tax rates to fifty-two percent. So more than half your money out the door, uh, right off the bat. That's just federal. And then you got state. <sighs> That's almost. To it, you still get to keep almost half. No, you don't, because you have to do state. And you have to do uh, all the other taxes, uh, you know, the, Medi- uh, the Medicare tax, the Obamacare tax still exists, I would assume. I don't know. If okay, so sure almost a third. You're going to pay over 60% in taxes. If yeah, under and that's if you're in a low-tax state. Yeah. I mean, it's right. going to be, if you're in New York City, God, oh, you're, you're not keeping any 70. Uh, that's uh, unbelievable. I love that. Yeah, yes, I'm, uh, yes, I'm going to raise taxes. Yes, yes, ta- <laughs> I will raise taxes. I, don't, I promise you I will raise taxes. Yay! Take more of my money, Bernie. 
I mean, what's wrong with these Democrat lemmings? You know, what is wrong with them? It's like, uh, how do you... How do you make that work? It used to be everybody was hiding that agenda. Oh, no, uh, I have no plans to. But he's he's just, yes, I'm going to do it, and uh, it's going to hurt, and I'm going to suck you dry, and it's not going to decrease the deficit or anything because, frankly, I've got no plans to do that. (laughs) In fact, we're going to increase the deficit because I'm going to give more programs. I mean, mean, Bernie Sanders is talking largely to an audience that does not want to work for anything. That's amazing. Uh, you know, not to, you know. Again, these are young people who have brought up that that are you know that have brought up in a situ- in a situation in which they've been told first of all they're champions of everything, they're the highest achievers without having mm-hmm. to achieve anything. They can get all their music and movies for free online. They don't have to pay for that. How could you? Da- how dare you make me pay for someone else's creative work? They grow up in an environment where that is the case. You should get me. You have to go to college. It should be free. Uh, you should everything should be given to you. And when you have someone who when you have a generation that's you know, brought up on that idea, well, guess what you get? You get a bunch of little socialists. And until they understand what the ramifications are of that actions and their country falls apart, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. You yeah. know, we, there's that long time thing that people, generally speaking, don't go. Uh, you know, they, they, if you, you know, the one, if you're, you know, young and, and you're a conservative, you don't have a heart and you're old and you're a, a liberal, you don't have a brain. Because over time, you just, you learn, you learn these things and you realize, holy crap, that doesn't work at all. There's nothing to that. Uh, but it takes time to do that. And whether it can happen in an environment where these people have been indoctrinated for so long, I don't know that it can happen. You know, we've talked about that with global warming. Whether the world, warms or not it is fact uh it is doesn't matter what any of this stuff says to these people it's automatic the most important thing in the world and if you uh, you have an environment like that you wonder if that can ever turn around i mean we may be just at the beginning i mean 52 percent we might be begging for in a few years yeah it's a teeny bit uh frightening triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up mm. By the way, uh, happy, happy Tuesday. Thank you. I thought that was the way to bring that back from me. We're going to all die from socialism. Yeah. Yeah. Seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. I don't know who Lena Dunham is. Who is she? Are we, are we she's hearing her weird ramblings, but I don't know who she is. Um, she's um, come up with that ten descriptions. Only one of them that I can actually tell you. Okay. She's a left wing activist actress. Uh, I but mean, although you, I think she'd be upset at me that I called her an actress. <laughs> What has she acted in? I, uh, the one thing she's known for is taking her clothes off on the show Girls. Um, and the controversy around her is that, I get, like, for f- feminism to be realized, you have to believe Lena Dunham is attractive. That's, like, the basis of the entire movement right now. So um, I uh, don't. Like, I've seen her. Right, but, and, uh, but you want to see her naked, right? No. No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. Do you hear that, Jeff? <laughs> is that terrible? Oh, that is basically the, huh. that's the new N-word. Uh-huh. What you've just done. The new N word <laughs> really? is saying that you don't think Lena Dunham is attractive. Oh yeah, there she is. And no, I, I really don't. But, but you want to see her naked, right? No, I don't want to see her naked. 
No, I have you, no desire to. That's the end word. We just did it again. That, I mean... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there's actually, a, I think we may have even played the audio. You might not remember it. Uh, but there was, a, there was an incident uh, in which great. she was being asked a question by, I don't know, it was, it was an interviewer, a journalist or something, and said, you know, I mean, look, you know, I, you know, we like the show and everything, but do you have to be naked in every episode? I mean, is that really, you know, I don't know that I want to see that. And, the, and she was like, oh. it was like this big controversial moment. How dare you say that you don't want to see her naked? It was unbelievable. And then like, because you we got to find that and play that again. Because a man, I, I love that. A man that's cannot great. judge a woman. That's kind of the basis of it. Mm-hmm. How dare you make a judgment on a woman? All women are beautiful and all, all people are equal. And it's that sort of nonsense. It's like, you know what? If everyone no, was, if everyone was beautiful, true. then, uh, you know, you, you'd see a little bit more variance in uh, the swimsuit issue. They all look kind of the same. <laughs> uh, and that's because what people have, the market has decided that that's what's hot. Market has decided with you it's just not happening. That doesn't mean that someone at some point might find you attractive. Um, then, in addition to that, she's had some really strange controversies where she wrote in her book that she had some sexual interactions with her sister oh, when they were young. That's right. Um, yeah. And and sh- and so people were like, "Did you sexually assault your sister?" And she's, "Oh, how dare you!" <laughs> of course, what I wrote in my book is absolutely true. But you bastard for suggesting it was sexual in nature, even though that's how I described it. Um, and, you know, and, and the thing was, oh, well, they were just kids and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been controversies like that. Um, but she's and she hardcore Obama supporter, um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> believe, you know, is the leftist of the leftists. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's become a darling in Hollywood and the left because of it. Um, but it really is. A, it's a strange dynamic. The one I really don't understand is that we just, I guess, have to think she's attractive. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't. Well, uh, well and, listen, uh, it's realistic. It's a, it's a realistic expression of what it's like to be alive, I think. And I totally get it. Uh, if you're not into me, that's your problem. And you're going to have to kind of work that out with whatever professionals you've hired. So <laughs> she has, you have a mental problem if you don't if, think she's attractive? Wow. Uh, no. Would, would anyone say that about, like, uh, let's say, you know, a Jeffy, for example? No. Now, I personally oh think gosh. Jeffy is quite attractive. I can't tell you every I mean, time I hear that. That's my personal mm. belief. Mm. But if someone were to decide that they did not think somehow that Jeffy was really hot, is there some sort of national incident that has to happen? <laughs> it's like it's like the type of thing that's like, well, uh, you, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I yeah, just, you know, I'm, uh, you know, there's, it's not to say that there's no exceptions to this rule, but I tend to think white women are more attractive than black women. Oh. You racist! It's like, no, I don't I think what, sexual preference, I thought, was something we weren't supposed to criticize. Mm-hmm. But if you prefer something that they don't like over it's just like this mm-hmm. not unending uh, un, uh, un, it's always entangled sort of double standard that you can never unwind. And, you know, that's kind of the way Lena Dunham is a great example of that, because you just like to say that you don't want to see a woman. If you do, if you go up and you say there's a hot woman up there and you say, oh, I want to see her naked, then you're the worst person on earth. Mm-hmm. If you go up to Lena Dunham, who and not, well, not in Jeffy's perspective, Jeffy thinks that's pretty normal. She's but if you were to go up and just say like Jeffy did yesterday with the reporter. Now, he was just talking about news. Thank you. But he obviously was, there was maybe a little bit more to this, and he saw some attractive reporter and, and, was, and maybe liked her. If you were to come out and say that some, something sexual about her, you would be the worst person on earth. You said you wanted to see her naked. You would be the worst person I on did, earth. I did, by the way. I was talking about her. You did her not. You were talking about okay. her news specifically. But if you were to say that you wanted to see that, it would be the worst thing ever. If you say you don't want to see Lita Dunham, 
naked. You're also That's the weird. worst person ever. <laughs> There's, it, it just gets to the point where you can't say or think anything anymore. That's why you need a safe space. Yeah. Words hurt, dude. You know what they right. do. Just there like violence. Sorry, That's why we're all moving to right Duke out. University. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here she is on Hillary and, and what you can say and what you can't say about her, I guess. Lena the Dunn. way that Hillary Clinton's been talked about in the media is so gendered and rapidly sexist in every single portrayal. The adjectives, every whether it's one? the attacks on her personal life or oh, the adjectives that are used <laughs> to describe her clothing, we have to do a full re-examination. Like, I literally want to make a list that we hand to media outlets. You says, literally like, want to These are the words you, you can't use when describing a female candidate. Shrill, inaccessible, difficult, frumpy, plastic. I mean, there's just a list of Nobody words that... Nobody knows. If we were allowed to talk about male candidates like that, I'd have a field day. I'd enjoy my life so much. Sorry, I get too worked up. Um, first of all, you are... You can do that. It's called free speech. You're yeah, allowed to you, can, you can do that. Secondly, is there... I mean, looking at that picture, is there a better example of the word frumpy on no. Earth? No, there really than, isn't. Than her sitting on that no. couch. Yeah, be, I mean, look, we're all awful, and I completely disagree with that, but from, <laughs> from, I'm totally fine with that. We're point. not telling people what to say no. though, about us or anybody else. So Now, inaccessible means that... Uh, yeah. That you, what that means is she's not showing up for interviews. She's not doing a lot of press. That's all it means. Does it has nothing to do with her gender whatsoever? And she is shrill. So she um, is shrill, uh, you know, absolutely. Shrill. And she knows that, yeah. which is what she's trying to avoid, and her campaign is continually reminding her to avoid. Are you saying mm -hmm. someone that ropes the reporters in is inaccessible? Is that that can't be? <laughs> Thank you. That yes, can't that's be. That's a great point. That's not right. Um, uh, you know, I mean, and of course, wow. not just liberal politics. I mean, you know who else is absolutely shrill is Sarah Palin. Now, even when oh, we've, geez. even when, you know, like at oh, this point, I'm oh. done with Sarah Palin she might politically. She worse than Hillary. Oh, I think she, I think she is. Now, that, not, not policy-wise, I mean, right, she's much better policy-wise, but she's not, but I mean, her, her voice is just, it's difficult to get Especially lately, they've yeah. just been out of control. You know, I, I used to hate the Saturday Night Live uh, portrayal of her yeah. with uh, <laughs> Tina Fey. This last weekend was so dead on. Yeah, it's tough to tell the difference. I, it was unbelievable. It was a perfect portrayal of that speech she gave for Trump. And, you know, it's sad, and I, people are probably pissed that we're saying that about her, but, right, you know, right. what are you going to do? We've well, well, already pissed off everyone else. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, is it possible for a man to be shrill? I think the answer to that probably is yes. You know, like, the voice of uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. comes to mind is, is cringeworthy. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and so, but shrill does tend to, in my mind, elicit a high pitch. Um, so right. typically, it is going to be women that are going to be described as shrill because that's part of the description. It's part of the word. Uh, you know, I don't think that's what was the other one? Inaccessible. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, the frumpy third one. was one. Frumpy was one. I mean, frumpy is just a, a physical descriptor, I, I, which I would plastic. use. Plastic. Uh, they used to call Al Gore plastic. Yeah, all, all the, time. the time. Robotic plastic, all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't hear anybody call Hillary frumpy, except maybe Jeffy. We I should mean, point out that. But in the national news, they don't call her that. No. No, listen, uh, cankles are not frumpy. Yeah, it's just it's a body part. Cankles just are, right? Thank you. They just they are. are what they, they are. are. Just reporting on a body part. Dude, it just is what it is. <laughs> we should point out that Lena Dunham is basically insane. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's basically insane. Yeah, Anyone she, who gets that worked up over that. Right. And again, like, so there stupid. seems to be a legitimate passion to call men names there. Yeah. Like, I really want to call men horrible things. Well, Go A, ahead. you do it anyway. You, you constantly are calling Republicans terrible things. B, go ahead and do it. It's your friend. 
what, what do you mean there's, there's no rules about stopping people from saying negative things about others? We live in a country with the damn First Amendment where you're allowed to do it. In fact, it's got nothing to do with, you know, it was not designed for pornography use. It was designed for political speech. They wanted to make it so you could really be critical of the government and people running for government. They wanted that to happen because they lived in a country where if you said something bad about the king, really bad things happened to you. Uh, th- that's why. It's why it's there. So she may not know about the First Amendment because she said she wanted to provide a list to all news outlets of uh, with a list of things they cannot say. So it is it is possible she's not really familiar. Yeah, in fact, with it, freedom of speech, she really two of the five uh, freedoms she violates there with freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, she actually goes two for five there, which is you know that's batting four hundred. It's a good that's average. Amazing. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. No one since Ted Williams has done that. Uh, Very true. They will hit four oh six, I believe. Yeah, hit four oh six in what nineteen forty eight. I thought it was a little later than that. But was it? 52? Right. Jeffy, what hold were you in 1948? I've got the card somewhere. You need some calculations? Mentum is really fired, getting fired up now. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Pataki, Pataki Mentum? Pat, what? Pataki Mentum? I P- thought Pataki dropped out. Well, I mean, in a in a sly, a sleight of hand, oh. he dropped out. He uh-huh. has now endorsed Marco Rubio for president. Which is has a, he? an odd choice for him. I think Marco's yeah. a little too conservative for you, uh, George. Uh, however, this is how Pataki Mentum happens. What happens is Rubio gets elected, names Pataki VP. First day in office, Rubio steps down brings Pataki into the, into the presidency. President Pataki. I mean, that's what we all it's want quite to a happen. to it, doesn't but, it? Yeah. No, it actually is a terrible <laughs> President Pataki. Actually, is really, it's really clunky. Uh, and luckily, we're not going to have to worry about it. No. Uh, uh, so, Bern, uh, we already did the uh, Bernie Sanders thing. That's right. Um, let's go to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, what I find interesting is this girls' basketball team in Minnesota. All right, yeah, let's do that. They were kicked out of the league for uh, oh, no. killing another team. <laughs> they murdered a team. They murdered another team. That's, they should have been. And so they should have been. And should probably you should have gone further. And there's the culprits right there. Look at them. Look at them. You can tell how vicious and brutal and nasty and mean they are. Look That's at actually them. a badass picture. That is. That is. <laughs> look, look how tall she is. Is she standing on something? Or is she just that stinking no, tall? she's probably that tall. Holy cow. No, she cannot be that I'm tall. I'm sure that's why they're winning, right? They're, they're, they're Wait, what do you mean people. they're winning? I... Oh, when they say they were killing people, they were just killing them on the basketball f- oh. court? Maybe oh. she is. That. Oh. I mean, she's, her knees appear to be. I think she's that tall, and that could be one of the keys to their success. What is she, like a 7, 8? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're going to find out how tall she is. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the That's article. amazing. So, Rogers Area Youth Basketball Association, RABA, girls high school team in Minnesota, they say they were told by the North Northwest Suburban Basketball League that they would no longer be welcome to play due to their skill level. Sorry. You guys good. are too good. You can't play anymore. I, it's, I mean, we've had stories like this in the past, too. Yeah. Uh, little League football teams yeah. kicked out of the league. Baseball teams kicked out of the league. 
Uh, well, you had the, you, I remember you telling the story of, uh, I think it was, was your high school uh, that, uh, that started out. It was the first year it opened. And, yeah, uh, and we had no seniors. Yeah. Yeah. First year we were, uh, yeah, it was just sophomores and juniors and freshmen. Uh, I was a freshman at the time. And so we played our crosstown rival, uh, Helena High. And uh, by halftime, it was 50 to nothing. And uh, it, it was not us with the 50. And so <laughs> due to the, uh, the kill rule, the mercy rule in Montana at the time, I don't know if they still have it, probably. Um, if you're 50 points up, uh, the game's over. And so it ended at halftime. There was nothing That's more embarrassing than that, man. Yeah. <laughs> nothing more embarrassing than that. And I think we lost to them maybe the next year, but the next year we beat them, and the year after that we beat them, and the year after that we beat them. And my alma mater has gone on to win uh, 12 state championships since then. And so, um, you know, they've, they've kind of been the dominant high school in the state since, since their inception. So losing kind of helps you uh, develop character. It helps you uh, strengthen your will. It makes you want to try harder. And uh, it can be channeled to a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, this is what didn't this? I mean, this happened to probably everybody. But I mean, what, I remember when I was uh, uh, in high school, one of the things I played was tennis, and uh, I lived in a conference uh, in Connecticut where there were some, like you know, there's some normal communities and some upscale communities, um, and we were like kind of you know, maybe not on the upscale side, our, our our particular town. There wasn't a lot of tennis players in our particular town. Which is why I was able to, to rise to the, 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 the you know, top of the heap there, you know, because no one else knew how to play. Then you play Fairfield County kids? Right. Well, we didn't play Fairfield County, but we, it was Shoreline, uh, Connecticut. Okay. And, yeah. But there was a couple towns, and they were in two different classes. So there were the big, the big high schools and the, you know, sort of medium-sized high schools. In my mm -hmm. conference was the number one player in the state in the medium-sized high schools and the number one player in the state in the big-sized high schools, plus the number three player in the state in the big-sized uh, big high schools. The rest of the conference, I was pretty good against. I, fin I would finish the year at around 500, and I would do well against the other teams. But I would go against these guys and get destroyed. Right. I can still mm -hmm. vividly remember myself passing. Uh, with, uh, with a guy came to the net, and I passed him with a backhand. I can picture the play in my head to this moment because it was such a big thing. I got destroyed in this match, but I had one really good shot, and I still remember it now. And the, did that make, did that ruin my life? Should they have been competing with me if we looked at the world the way the world looks at itself now? Probably no. not. No. Because um, they were, I was out, out overmatched completely, but it helped me, it helped me improve. It, I learned something out of it. And now I have, the only memory from my entire career is that play. It, I know. It's, it, it builds character. Yes. It really does. Yeah. In, yes, and when you does. play against better people, it makes you better because you, you're like, well, okay, I got to try harder because they are really good. And I don't want to get embarrassed by them again. I, I, I don't want that. Uh, but instead, this league has chosen to just say, okay, you're too talented. You can't play anymore. I mean, that is three teams were threatening to quit if this, if this other really good team in this basketball league wasn't kicked out. Uh, let them go. If you're that, if you're that uh, pathetic, you don't deserve to be in the league. But no. They kicked out the good girl.
888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, old timer, old timers in in Hollywood are apparently outraged at the new Oscar diversity enforcement, and you know who can blame them, except for the fact that old school and new school Hollywood is responsible for this kind of nonsense. They're they're in large part the culprits behind it. Sure, the Hollywood Reporter posted uh, outraged responses from longtime Oscar voters to the announcement that the Academy plans to restrict voting privileges to active members to help correct the, what the organization calls a diversity crisis. It's a crisis. It, is it really a crisis? I mean, was there anybody who said, okay, when they're, when they're filling out their, their forms and they're making their nominations and they come to uh, concussions starring Will Smith for lead actor and you're thinking, oh, he was great in that, but he was black. I can't. No, nope, I'm going with Sylvester Stallone. Is there anybody who did that no. in Hollywood? No, no. In fact, they've no, reported that did not happen. Differently, they've actually they've, reported the opposite. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I, I kind of want to put a black person in here because of all the controversy. Yeah. I will say that, like, going through your life, and I think maybe everybody's like this, but like going through my life, I remember the big controversies of the time. You know, you remember you know things that p- would pop up and they would be you know real, and everyone would focus on them and try to solve them, and they were big issues. The, the older I get, and the more especially working in this business, the older I get, you realize how many of them are nothing. Like, like the, the Oscar thing isn't a thing. It, it, there is a statistically accurate representation, largely we went over that earlier on the radio show today, uh, of African Americans mm-hmm. as far as nominations go, and going back 20 years or so. It's not a notable thing. It's not a problem at all. It's obviously not a problem statistically. <laughs> no, you know what is a problem statistically? The NBA. Yeah. I That's mean, a problem statistically. Running backs. The other the way around. Yeah. Running backs in the NFL no and the NFL as a whole. That. Nobody ever complains that there are no white guys in, in the position of running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's like one or two. Uh, nobody ever complains that 90% of all NBA basketball players are black. Nobody ever complains about that. You, you turn on a game and in some cases all 10 of them running the floor at any given time are all black. Right. And, I mean, what's the reasoning for that? My belief is merit. Right. Those players are better than the white players. I don't know exactly the reason for that. If we were to do what they're doing, Mm -hmm. we would have to say, no, uh, there needs to be 78% white Mm -hmm. out on that floor. No, no, that's not what they're doing. They want a higher representation than what they're already have. They already have 78% of white NBA players. To use the analogy, they already have that. What they want is ninety percent. It's true, um, and you know, I, it's just it's it's really crazy, uh, you know. And it's like it's not even an issue; it's just completely media generated and celebrity generated. And I wonder, going back, how many of these things are like that? Because I mean, mm-hmm. is it? We can't be the first generation that's letting this happen. These issues that come up, the Redskins is another one. It's like that's not even a thing. <laughs> survey after survey of, of Native Americans says, you know, 80% don't care. 80% are fine with the name. And yet... It is white people driving it, though. It's white people driving it, it, and it's it's the media driving it, largely. And I guess that's what's so frustrating about the media being sort of a liberal institution, is, like, whatever issue they feel like promoting for a while, they just do it until they get what they want, and then it's over. But, I mean, like, is there... There's not any real fervor here. There's no... None of these voters are sitting there being like, well, I don't want black people to be nominated. That's absurd. Of course they're not. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Is there anybody who doesn't, uh, how many white people, and especially in Hollywood, who are doing the nominations, 
How many people don't like Will Smith? And everybody likes Will Smith. How many people don't like Morgan Freeman? Everybody does. Samuel L. Jackson drives me nuts with his political activism, but he's a great actor. I'd vote for him if he was in a, a, a role that I'd seen and really liked. I mean, none of these guys you know, are being discriminated against. Uh, what's his name? Jamie Foxx has been nominated before. Mm -hmm. uh, people love him. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. All these guys, people love them. Denzel. Mm -hmm. uh, come on. Yeah, I mean, it it just, it really, it just has nothing issue. to do with it. The only thing wrong with the Oscars is the fact that they, they nominate Meryl Streep too much. That's the only controversy. Meryl Streep should never get a nomination. Yes. That, that we all know and we can all agree on. She's white, though. She should be barred from the Oscars. Mm -hmm. She should be barred from acting in any movie because she's terrible. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's much of a controversy here. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, Jeffy. Jeffy knows what I'm oh talking about. Oh, my gosh, yes. She is the worst. <laughs> I, I, she is not the worst. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, yes, she is. No, no nominations oh, for that. Uh, I'm an old rock star movie yeah. she put out this year, huh? Uh, no I, nominations I, for that kind one. Of I surprised. noticed it's still available at the old red box. Nobody's taking that out there either. Yeah, it's I available say, on demand, I noticed, and yeah. I just can't pull the trigger no, on don't. that. Even I, though I haven't seen it. Yeah. I almost <laughs> saw it. I, I mean, I took a picture of it. I was going to send it to you because I was at the red box. And I said, still plenty available. It's not sold out. It's but that shows how bad deal. that movie must good be. Deal. They couldn't even justify a nomination for Meryl Streep out of it. It was <laughs> right. so bad. They'll she do anything to give her an award. Right. Right. They'll do anything to give her an award. Yeah, they will. And they could, they're like, guys, we're going to lose all credibility here. <laughs> I, I don't we care. I, I, I mean, I give it to literally anybody else. You want to give it to horrible bosses, too? I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, but we cannot give a nomination. Meryl, we've movie. got you on speaker. We're sorry. Sorry, we just can't pull the trigger this year. We're sorry. This one was bad. I think, honestly, and this is just a, my personal opinion. I don't have any evidence of this particular thing. I do have evidence of her being terrible. But my personal belief is she's intentionally getting worse to see how far she can push it to, uh, and not get nominations. She's actually picking really bad movies intentionally. Mm -hmm. She uh, has completely given up as an actress. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she's actually trying to prove how ridiculous the Oscars are. She's like almost <laughs> like a spy. <laughs> Man, I hope that's out. true. Otherwise, <laughs> she's just bad. Oh, well, she's definitely that, Jeffy. <laughs> but she knows she's bad. She, you know, she's, she's her. She, she, she looks at her own performance. She's like, come on, they can't possibly think this is good. They and so she, they do. And now she's just tanking to see. She's just proving a point now yeah. at this point in her career. That'd be fun, I wouldn't it? That. It'd be fun if she's really doing that. She's like, guys, I have not even tried. I have a lot of respect for her if yeah. she was doing that. Yeah. I haven't even memorized a line in 20 years. <laughs> what was the name of this rock thing? And it is, there's something rock, something oh, or other. Oh, my gosh. I got to go. Uh, really, it looks so stupid. She is a, like a washed up stupid name of it. Ricky in the Flash. Oh, Ricky in the Flash, it's not right? Rock something, but it's Ricky in the Flash. Yeah, and she's a mom who probably. I mean, based on what I've seen on the on the preview, she's a she's a rock star mother who neglected her kids due to her rock career. Is that, that is, is that correct? What you get from that? But you have not seen it, Jeffy. No, you I have not. movie you pulled, have not seen. I almost pulled the trigger this weekend at the Red Box. I, I've I just thought could, about it a few I times too because it's there and I haven't seen it. And those are I rare. Not it's not rated R. I haven't seen it. And it's there. And it's no, there. It is PG 13. And, and Pat, it's a musician who gave up everything for her dream of rock and roll stardom.
but she returns home. How could anyone, right with her family. anyone <laughs> believe that? How do you Meryl Streep was a rock star? No one. Point I, her life. No it's one. in the worst it casting is. of she all time. She has her hair braided. Terrible. Of course you could believe that. That, yeah, that is, is what with, they tried to do. It's like, oh, if we braid her hair, people will believe that she was a rock star. <laughs> and she'll get an Academy Award nomination with braided hair. Carry a nope. guitar. Meryl, go over there and stand. What a brave choice for her to braid her hair. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Who would have been? I mean, you could have you could have gotten somebody more appealing for that role. Right? Anyone Who would be more like appealing for that role. Anyone. Anyone. Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. Get Carrie freaking Fisher, and you're Absolutely. you're better off. Absolutely. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Well, according to an Oscar winner, diversity the diversity push is ageist and insulting to black people. Uh, open letter written by Milton Justice, who won an Oscar for a 1986 documentary, Down and Out in America, member of the documentary branch, says, I can't wait to see how this idea pans out. What bothers me most is how insulting this is to black people. Thank you for saying that, because that is so obvious to me. That, you, that Hollywood feels like now we have to, oh, we have to help the black people. They because can't they do, it, can't on do it on their own. No, we must help them get into the the Oscar nominations. Uh, he says, "I'm also shocked at the presumption of the president of the Academy to meet with uh, David Oilolo Olowa. Uh, I I don't know how you say his name to explain to him what went wrong because he wasn't nominated this past year for his portrayal of Martin Luther King in Selma. He was great in that. Yes, he was. He, he was great in that. Um, I'm sorry, but we're missing the 800-pound gorilla in the room." Maybe there weren't enough actors in the actor's branch who thought he was good enough to be nominated. Right. I'm not in the actor's branch, but I certainly didn't think he was very good in the part. Oh, mm. I, I did. Mm. Uh, in fact, when I got home, I pulled up the I Have a Dream speech on YouTube to show one of my young students how charismatic Dr. King was, since it certainly didn't come through on film. Oh, wow. See, but, but there you go. <laughs> That's there what the go. Oscars are supposed to be, right? Yes. That's what it's supposed to be. You know, yes. so, someone sitting back and saying, this. It, it, look, it's not... This is not sprinting. There's not a, uh, you know, 9.79 seconds is not the answer to this. You're looking at this and you're making an artistic judgment on who you believe uh, played a part particularly well, who was compelling, who conveyed emotion in a way that's all very subtle and nuanced and difficult. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's, it's not basketball. The ball goes through the hoop two or three points. You know, it's, it's, that's not what it is. And so to, to, to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, um, this particular, I mean, they gave one to freaking Eddie Murphy, guys. They, they gave a nomination to Eddie Murphy. They, they'll give nominations to What did he get nominated for? Uh, Dream Girls. You see really? That? Yeah. I, I mean, he's forgotten about that. He yeah. didn't win, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a guy. I couldn't have was, won. He was Eddie Murphy? He was pretty good in it. Actually. I do like Eddie Murphy. And the movie was, but, you know, pretty good, you know? Um, but it's like, what, what are you supposed to do? What is it, was it as good as Norbert? <laughs> no. Do you think? No. I would no, say no. It was not as good. It was as it was it was okay. almost as good as Pluto the adventures of Pluto Nash. It wasn't as good as coming uh, to America, I'll tell you that. Oh well no, of course not. Oh well, now you're getting into really actual good things. Yeah, okay, he was nominated for Dream here, Girls. Jeffy. That's it. He did not win. He what? did not win. Okay, okay. He was nominated though. She won. That was uh what's her face won. He that. won uh, he won the, the Golden American Globe Idol. that year though for for uh, Dream Girls. Oh, did yeah, he really? Supporting role, yeah. Who was the, who was the uh, the American Idol girl who won that? Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, yes. Yes. yes, she was ridiculously talented. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was actually a pretty good movie. Actually, now thinking I didn't back about it, it was see it, pretty good. 
It's pretty good. I mean, it was, you know. So now are you saying it is better than Norbert? Or. Not, it's not, your not everything has to be better than Norbert to be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, fair. Norbert is a high That's bar. Fair. Uh, you know, you're not going <laughs> to. I'm just trying to get a, a, a point say, of comparison. A lot of people would have gone <clears throat> Dr. Doolittle. Right. <clears throat> a lot of people would have gone Pluto Nash. The Norbert thing is a pretty good pullout by you. It's a, it's a solid reference. All right. Should we take a break here? <clears throat> uh, all right. It is. Uh, t- we got to tell you about a great company called Go, which we nice. love. You get solar energy uh, affordably now, thanks to Go. If you want to increase the value of your home and uh, save money at the same time, Go is the is the company that can help you. Well, they have a huge installation <clears throat> cost, though. That's the one downside. Um, no, gonna... actually, they, it's a zero installation cost. <laughs> zero dollars? That yeah. can't be true. No, it is. Well, the problem, I guess, then is they're gonna they're gonna they really give you the shaft when it comes to huge energy prices that you're buying. And now you might t- think that, but. No, you're going to actually save 20 to 30% on what you're paying right now. <laughs> That's impossible. No, it's, it's impossible. I guess the issue is they have no experience. There's no one who has them on their house already. Uh, that's kind of the situation where... Yeah, actually, there are 60,000 satisfied customers. 60, really? 000. Well, there's probably yeah. no warranty, though. They just can put them on your house. They <laughs> never the show up again. best in the industry, as a matter of fact. Well, I mean, what about uh, the <laughs> fact that there's no... There's probably a lot of maintenance and no local offices. No, they, actually, the, one of the biggest residential solar companies in America, they've got over 60 local offices, yeah. so you never have to worry about customer service, maintenance, you know, any of that. Well, there's probably not a place to go to find out if it's in my area. That's the, probably the big problem with it. If you're not buying you, one... Actually, you're going to be surprised to find you're wrong about that as well. Really? I, yeah. I've been wrong in a lot. Uh, in you this really have. Virtually seconds. everything. Yeah. Um, you can find out <laughs> Go is available in your area at GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home affordably with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Uh, so how much, uh, how much snow did New York wind up with new york city uh, was it about a foot foot and a half no, something like that it was more than that i think it was, was it really yeah i think it was like 20 22 inches 22. wow 4, so almost two feet that. yeah it was Jeez. the second biggest uh was it 22 or 26 it was the second biggest 26 26 20, the second biggest over two feet um second biggest snow uh, blizzard in history wow um and when of course this is obviously you know we've we've harp on this all the time but that's what happens when the globe warms it then it it cools to the point where it snows a lot. Is that what you're saying? Um, more than normal. Wow. It gets it, the heat seems the heat uh, when you have a lot of heat. Counterintuitive. When we have a lot of heat and you uh-huh. add heat to that heat, uh-huh. it's like multiplying two negative numbers against each other. It becomes a positive. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, um, uh, right. Yeah, so, so you would seem to get more heat then, would, would be right. There. But no, you think no. that. But mm-hmm. when you have two negatives against each other, mm-hmm. it becomes a positive, flips to the positive side, and makes it colder. And that's why mm-hmm. um, you know you've seen it uh, this weekend with the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. You saw it with, a, with that big blizzard several years ago. You yeah. saw it in the documentary Day After Tomorrow, where people were running from the cold and just <laughs> you know escaped to the library, which is the only place that could could get rid the of only the place cold. warm enough. The only place in warm enough all for you of to New York. burn books. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it, the cold and chased him like a serial killer in that thing. Right. It was scary. Around corners. That's right. Upstairs. 
Uh, it was really terrible, terrifying, and, and then and, terrifying. And then the other thing uh, I will say is, um, uh, <laughs> when they burned the books, made the problem worse, because in that was emitting then they CO2. Were Nazis. Then and they seem like well, Nazis the Nazi to thing. Me. I don't think so. I don't think the global warming people have too much of a problem with, but it was the <laughs> the CO2 emissions of the book burning. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. Uh, well, apparently, uh, some areas uh, of New York didn't get plowed, like uh, Queens. Apparently, the streets they there. just showed up today. They finally showed up. Yeah, I heard the reports this morning of the people just being like, "Hey, we got three feet of snow, and someone finally showed up in a plow. Thank yep. you." Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, De Blasio blamed. Uh, the residents. So, <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, he blamed he the blamed residents for the for fact that no snowplows go through. He says a snowplow goes through and then people go out and clean their cars off and then they're literally re- they literally reblock their own streets. People are saying my street's not cleared. They're not wrong, but unfortunately they may have contributed to it. Why did they contribute? I don't think I understand. Uh, because the snowplow goes through, and then people go out and clean their cars off, and they literally reblock their own streets. That's, not a, that's not a thing. I know. That is not, it doesn't make sense to me either. I'm, like, reading that thing four times, well, and, 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 and it still doesn't. Because when they would take it off, they probably would, you'd think, put wow. the snow on the sidewalk on the or sidewalk something, right? Side. Why are they going to put it back in the middle of the street at the end of the street to block it? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense no. at all. And also... What value is a clean street if they can't get their car out? Yeah. Uh, none. It doesn't Zero. matter. You know, who cares? Can you screw up another time with the, <clears throat> with the winter yeah. cleanup? The, I think we were there, right, when yeah. this last Was that big, de Blasio or is that Bloomberg? It wasn't de Blasio. It was, uh, it was Bloomberg at the time, I think. Okay. I think he'd be, by right? the way, we, you know, you want to talk about a great presidential candidate, <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> Because he's going to be great. I think I'm going to take the opposite tact on Trump with Bloomberg. I'm just going to really praise him a lot and see if that works. (laughs) He's going to be great. And by the way, I hate soda. Do you? Mm -hmm. Because it seems like that's the opposite. Because you you have some right there. Yeah, you might want to put that away if you're going to try to sell us that lie. Uh, I brought it out here for evidence of evil. (laughs) That's a good idea. Thank you. That's a good idea. Um... Harvard dean is crusading against uh, all male clubs. Harvard's undergraduate dean is angering alumni by attempting to force the school's all-male final clubs to accept women. According to Harvard alumni and former members of all-male final clubs. What are final clubs? I don't even, I'm not familiar with that term. I don't know. I, I will is say. because I didn't go to Harvard that yes. I don't know what a final yes. club is? Jeffy probably knows. I was, uh, I was working on Jeffy's computer, needed to borrow it uh, the other day, and I uh-huh. saw he's a, apparently a member of a lot of all-male clubs. <laughs> uh, really? So it's not final, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Harvard College Dean uh, Rakesh Karana pointed to his post in 2014, prepared to make it against university rules to join the groups. The dean <laughs> delivered a veiled threat to graduate uh, members of the clubs during a closed-door meeting last fall that students who joined any of the clubs would be subject to expulsion. Now, my understanding is that um, there is a Harvard men's basketball club. Um, and yes. they play on, on the court. Uh, uh, they probably have and a, there's a, only a men, baseball uh, club mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, as well. They actually have uh, a football club as well. A football club yes, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and all men on those. Yes. Sponsored by the university. Yeah. Pay, they pay for it. Right. Hmm. The final clubs are apparently uh, every year they get... Uh, uh, you have a different club that you're in, so your last year at Harvard is your final club that you're in. 
That's oh. it. Oh, male. Just your little, and your why, little last senior year at Harvard. Here's my question. Why would you want to be in an all-male club? Because? Uh, Jeffy? Because there are times when you just don't want women around. Pat. I don't know of any time like that for me. I mean, especially when I was you, oh, no, I mean, you know, you when you're in around, school. Only when you right. want them around. When you're in, when you're in, in school, you're at Harvard, you're at the top of your game, and you're going to be in an all-male club? Why would you want that? I mean, I, I don't have any problem with them having them, question. but I don't know why you would want to. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it's funny. Like, I guess the argument, because there's been, you know, the idea that guys want to be guys sometimes. And, you know, yeah. there's, an, there's an element of that. I can see that. I guess maybe that was the argument, and maybe they're too sexist or controversial. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But it's funny because the college students are the ones that are, you know, making these environments where you can't say anything or do anything. Right. They're the ones complaining yeah. about it all the time. Right. So, I mean, this is, again, reaping, I suppose, what you sow. Uh, meanwhile, D.C. University is requiring diversity, inclusion, inclusion, equality classes for all students. American University in D.C. Uh, has announced it's reimagining the school's core curriculum to include in-depth studies into equity, diversity, mm. and inclusion. I hope so. Of all marginalized groups mm. struggling for human rights. This effort to educate thoughtful, responsible human beings will begin in the 2016-2017 school year. And uh, some of the proposed inclusions, uh, uh, they like to call complex problems. All students, including transfer students, must take a complex problem seminar. <laughs> Signature gateway to the university college curriculum. These courses will introduce students to the process of academic inquiry through analysis of one or more complex problems. Um, the courses will draw heavily on social sciences in the analysis of such issues as inequality, social violence, and healthcare access. Others will be grounded in the sciences, climate change and dementia, or arts and humanities, politics, post-colonial expression. This is raising uh, wonderful little communists for the next generation. This is fantastic. Jeez, mm. I mean, our, be careful when you're... When your uh, kids are going to, to college, be, be careful what college you select. I mean, Glenn is a big advocate right now of not going to college because so many of them, nearly all of them, are little liberal incubators. Um, I had a great story, um, I think, on this particular point. And I, I brought it over here yesterday, and I <laughs> probably got thrown out because I left it over here. But uh, they are now finding that big companies literally don't care at all about your degree. Oh, really? Don't care. Because we've been told forever that that's the reason. Yeah, college is kind of a waste of money, but you have to have that degree to get a job. Big companies don't care about it at all. does not factor in their decision-making anymore. Um, and that's, as far as I know, new, although I don't... Um... If you don't care about it at all... Well, yeah, because what are they looking for? Practical experience or... Yeah, I, I wish Certain I had the story in front of me. I can... Or, you know, and you can gain those in other ways now. You don't have to do it through uh, Ivy League schools. Um, but... That's interesting because if you can save the $200,000 it would cost you to go to Harvard and graduate, why not do that? Why not do that? Especially if your employer doesn't care. Right. Now, if you need a Harvard or Yale degree to get the job that you seek, right. so that, different. Obviously, there are some examples in which you, you want to be a doctor. Know, you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, well, you know, um, 
yes, I just, there are certain things where it's going to be a required thing to get a job, and that's sort of a separate thing. But yeah. when it comes, this was particularly focused on large companies, where I would think, honestly, that's where it would be most prominent. Like, if you're, if you're going to a local business and, and you're, you know, guy who he's worked in the community a long time, you get to know him, you, you get a job, you start at the bottom, you work your way up, you figure that can happen. In a big company like, you know, I don't know, uh, Exxon, maybe they just eliminate everyone who doesn't have a degree and look for, you know. But that apparently isn't happening in these, in these um, big companies. Um, I wish I had, I'll get the details for you maybe in the break and we can, we can do it. I think because it's kind yeah. of interesting. It is. It kind of backs up what we've been saying, what Glenn has been talking about for a while as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you need it? Is it worth um, the risk for your kids to go and have them come back indoctrinated to some you know, crazy uh, you know, point of view when in reality it's not even that beneficial and it's going to put them in deep debt? Yeah, the propaganda and the debt. I mean, if, if you don't need it, why do it? Uh, yeah, you should get the details so we can speak more intelligently on that. 888 back. More patents do coming up in a sec. Jeffy, what's your debt-to-income ratio? What? Debt-to-income ratio? What do you mean, 650000 to one, something like that? Is that right? Yeah, that sounds probably Beck, Pat and Stu. This is kind of fun. For Mental Floss, uh, some stars, looks like uh, rock and roll stars, and their second careers, or in some cases like Bill, Bill Wyman, third and fourth and fifth careers. Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones once said he was the only one of the Rolling Stones to get out of that band alive. <laughs> uh, he played bass, of course, for the Stones from 62 to 92. Uh, 30 years of that. Uh-huh. Then I guess he'd, he'd had enough. He now has a band called Bill Wyman's Rhythm Kings. I've never heard them, but have you? Jeffy, you familiar oh, with them? Oh, the, the Rhythm Bill, Kings? Bill Wyman's Rhythm I listen, Kings. Every day I listen to at least sure. a single cut of sure. the Rhythm Kings. No, I have not. And it would be fascinating to hear, actually. So he has that. Then he owns several locations of Sticky Fingers restaurants, which I've never heard of. Wow. He's a photographer. There's an exhibit called Stone Alone in St. Paul, which opens on June 6th at two galleries in St. Paul events. On the French Riviera. Uh, but as most surprising, I think this is kind of a weird activity, metal detecting. Oh. I think we just, that's what he's doing there. Uh, <laughs> that's a, listen, that's a, that's a, a, a tough wow. thing to do. Metal detect? Oh, you got to carry that thing around with yeah. your headset on, listening for beeps. Um, I don't know why you would and do that. I really don't. You get the little but... beeps, do, 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 do. you can tell what kind of metal it is, okay. and you got to dig it out. Uh-huh. I mean, that's not easy. <laughs> Appreciate well, nothing that. for you and is sometimes, easy. Some, most, of the time, most of the time, you know, it's not uh-huh. worth anything. Right. So you just give up. So you've obviously yeah. tried it. And then you sell your metal detector at a yard sale. Anyway, next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's about well, finding free things in the ground. Of course he's tried uh, it. Yeah. Um, he couldn't find a metal detector that had all the features he wanted, so he collaborated with C-Scope to design the Bill Wyman signature metal detector, oh, which see? you can buy online. There you what? go. And uh, now it has all the features oh, he wants. So, yes, that's awesome. Come on. Huh? Bobby Sherman, uh, famous uh, when he was a teen heartthrob back in the day. You probably have no idea who Bobby Sherman was. 
Not a this chance. Not a chance does he know who Bobby Sherman is. Right Julie, 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 do you love me? Look at that shot of Bobby Sherman. Julie, 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 do you care? <laughs> Remember that song? Oh, no. Gosh. No, no I do not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, did some shows uh, canceled after 13 episodes. The show Getting Together was his last show. Oh, Four yeah. Four different million selling songs in 1969 <laughs> and 1970. Uh, he became a certified EMT. Wait, he had how many uh, million selling songs? Four different million selling Four. songs. In I can't. Okay. Wow. Julie would be one of them. Uh, then Bobby Sherman. Um, my cousins loved him. I'm I'm going to kick myself when I hear him, probably, uh -huh. but I can only think of the uh, Julie song uh, right now. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, singles. Let's see. 1969 and 1970. Uh, okay, Judy. Judy. Was Judy? It? You'll never know. Okay, Judy. You'll never know. Little woman. Little woman. La la la. Mm. Easy come, easy go. Yeah, easy come, easy go, I know. Hey, Mr. Sun. Uh, Julie, do you love me? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. That's the one Going I was home. singing. Going home, I don't know. Cried like a baby. Uh, the drum. I I'm don't remember that one. Deep into 1971 now, so I don't think... Uh, so some four of those were million selling, apparently. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I only remember, like... One and a half of those. Yeah. So he's a, by the way, he's an EMT. That's the end of that story. He's an EMT. Mm -hmm. It says here in some of the That's things right. that he was a special guest star on. Remember the TV show Emergency? Yes, I remember it well. Rampart, this e is 51. Uh, Rampart, this is 51. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So always with the, the That one? Am I watching the show? I can't even, I can't tell. That one is... <laughs> that was so... <laughs> It's so well done. I can't even tell if that's what's happening. There was that, and then I think it was immediately followed by Adam 12. Yeah, one Adam right? 12. Yeah. See the man. Yeah. One Adam 12. Oh, 12. One Adam 12. Two eleven in progress. Uh, then there's David Lee Roth, who will always be best known for uh, being a lead singer on Van Halen. Yeah, you'd think. Founding member of the group. Currently reunited with them. Still, uh, you can't he, get that back. Uh, I, you know... I'm one of the very few, I guess, who liked him better with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Much better vocalist I, I mean, than I, David Lee I remember Ross. seeing uh, Van Halen with my grandfather on their first tour in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's when, you know, he was in the striped red pants and jumping around crazy and at his yeah. top of his game. And, Embarrassing. And I saw him with Sammy, and, I mean, I love you, but Sammy was better. Really? Oh, by wow. far. That's, that, yeah, that doesn't by seem... Far. I mean, it feels to me like that's one of those things Sammy that most people disagree with, but voice. maybe just because he was the first one. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah, well, they like the flamboyance yes. of David Lee Roth. Yes. And, which he gave them. And to, to me, he was embarrassing. I, but I Sammy, didn't like that Sammy always deal. could sing so much better. And though. Sammy, much better vocalist. Yeah. And, a, you know, obviously better guitarist. I don't know if David Lee Roth even plays guitar. And then David Lee Roth went on to, like, just a gigolo, right? Yes. Yeah. Him? California girls. Yeah, I mean, just not a follow-up career. I think. Ever I go? Uh, terrible, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So anyway, he uh, he left the group in '85, returned in 2007. Between, he explored several other careers, uh, including solo recording. Obviously, he as did you mentioned. radio for a while too. Other bands. He did radio. Yeah, he was the and emergency services. He was the original choice for the replacement for Howard Stern. Howard right. Stern left for Sirius. That's right. right. I forgot about a big that. deal at the time. Uh, yes. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, they went with um. They just you know Stern was the big a big oh, property for CBS. Failed yeah. miserably. Well, you never want to be that guy. No, you don't. As Glenn you has don't want to be times. the guy that replaces no, the legend. You, you want to be the guy who replaces the guy the legend. 
the guy you want to be a guy who replaces the, the guy the guy right yeah and that's uh it's funny because he he came out and and you know he had never done radio before but he was a big name and he had that they all think they could such a yeah. wonderful yeah. thing man. yeah they, they think they can do it and they find out so they had him and they put uh they put adam carolla i think on in la um they they tried yeah, that's to, right the big stations they they didn't and try carolla to do one big great. replacement and carolla is great although you know for whatever reason yeah. it didn't work didn't wind work. up working out in, in la um but he was you know he's really he's great adam is great um uh and they put and then they wind up dumping um, David Lee Roth, and they put Opie and Anthony <coughs> on in, in New York after that after that experiment and then failed. That and then they flew the away. The station. Right? And my wife started working there. There you go. <laughs> oh wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, kind, kind of, of interesting. Kind of a weird sort of. Yeah, she worked at 92.3 now in New York, which is, huh. or, or yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Three now in New York, and she's st that that station's still there, although. You know, the, the staff has changed 915,000 <laughs> times since then. You know who else was uh, uh, Twisted Sister's D. Snyder? Yeah. yeah. Was a morning show guy. Oh, yeah. For, uh, and uh, maybe still is. Too. Yeah, he did a lot of voice different and He, he, he actually did okay, I think. I think. I think he might still be on somewhere. Yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, so he did find. And you know who else is kind of interesting in since we're talking about. Old uh, teen uh, heartthrobs. I, I don't know if you can consider Danny Bonaducci a heartthrob. Oh. But that kid from, you know, Danny from the Partridge family. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, really good radio guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he, had a long standing career. I mean, had a long, uh, had a good history with Glenn, too, um, when he was doing that. Mm -hmm. Went on Glenn's show, and I think it was on Headline News, like 20 times. And, like, it was one of those things where Glenn put on a guest for, t like, 900 times in a month, and then you never saw him again. Yeah. Uh, but he was a, he's a really interesting guy because he he's gone through all sorts oh of crazy gosh. stuff, and he's oh very, like, so, like reflective about himself like he he sits there and examines everything he's done and try and he, you know he tries to be honest and he's an entertaining guy and a, and a, yeah. a good communicator colorful character yeah. Yeah, yeah he once do you remember the, <laughs> it was in the early 90s when he picked up uh, a girl uh, at a bar and brought her home thought he was gonna you know okay get with her yep and uh unfortunately when she disrobed he found out that she was a he. Mm. And, what do you do in that situation, uh, Jeff? He What's beat the crap out of him. He beat the crap out. That's probably yeah. not the way to handle it. And that was not that the way to handle definitely it. Definitely not the uh, way to handle it. As he went to jail for that. Yeah. So Good. <laughs> do you? What, what's, Good. The, what's the typical process there, Jeffy? What, what's the? What happened? What, what do you do when? What's best when that practices? To you? Oh wow! And okay. how many times has that happened to you? Oh wow! Okay. Oh, that was the whole. Explanation. Oh wow! Okay, that's oh, okay. the whole. Okay, really? So a general <laughs> surprise, and then continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're okay. already. Wasn't there a, there? Okay. Wasn't there a movie in the '90s based on that very thing? What was that called? With the uh, surprise, well, and nobody wanted you to. Crying game. Yes. Yeah. Another few films. You did see that? I never did. No. No, neither did I. But I heard. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Yeah, it was kind of like short short films on my sites that. Yeah, there's a lot of resemble that particular movie. Okay, no, we're all out of time. How many websites do you we're have? All out of okay. time. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, in fact, while we're on this, before we go to break, do we have time for another minute or so? Oh, sure. Um, let's because this, do is, this is since we're talking about Jeffy's websites, we need to go back and and learn uh, the truth about pornography uh, from this uh, 1950s oh, and 1960s uh, a film called Pages of Death. Oh no. Hey, look at this. Scorching sex stories. Shows all, tells all. Night of horrors. Those are worth a lot of money, though. Some paperbacks. Look at that. 
Look at that. Don't you? And oh. slides. Slides. Evidently, this kid has been ordering through the mails, too, for magazine ads. Oh, no. Mm, this is really hardcore stuff. Mm. What's going on here? <laughs> I think you'll be interested in seeing these, Mr. Halliday. And there's more. And there's more. Paperbacks, film, slides. Where did this come from? From Paul's dresser. Oh, they couldn't have. Oh, warrants? these are horrible. Well, Paul would never read anything like this. They're mine. This could Here. be Paul's. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you find along Skid Row. Now you can buy them at your neighborhood store. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love this. That is great. That is I, mean, I agree stuff. with the general sentiment that that's bad, but wow, is that badly done? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love the slides. Embarrassing. He's holding up to the light, <laughs> and then that's he's great. disgusted. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, let's see part two of that because mm -hmm. that that was kind of fun. That's really good. Sex mania, the kind that feeds on printed filth, mm -hmm. spoiled all that. This same tragedy could happen to another little girl. Perhaps your little girl. Oh, no. Statistics show that sex crimes have increased in the same ratio as the obscene publication. Do record. they? J. Edgar Hoover has said, "Sex mad magazines are creating criminals faster than we can well, build jails true, to though. house them." Uh -huh. Seventy-five to ninety percent of obscene material ends up in the hands of children, but this vicious billion-dollar-a-year racket can be stopped. Some cities have already begun to stem this tide of filth. <laughs> stem the tide of, tide of filth. filth. That's strong. That's awesome. Citizens for decency through law. That's beautiful. Yeah, I like the. Is that a, is that a true stat? I mean, no the 50s, way. Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five to ninety percent is is kids. I don't think no, I don't uh, know. that might be true today. Uh, that was. I don't think that was true in the fifties. That's well, a, no, because it was a lot harder to come yeah. by. Right. Yeah, a yeah. lot. You had to be 18 to buy them, right? Yeah, and, and they, they weren't that available well, in most places. Who yeah. buying them from. Yeah, and, and like the guy said, you can get these now at your corner store. I like, oh, no, he must also be ordering them in the mails. <laughs> in the <laughs> mails? So yeah, that, you got that, too? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if I misheard that. <laughs> He's been ordering in the mails. In the mails. Is that like the internet? <laughs> yes, yep. it's the mails and the internet. <laughs> to stem the tide of filth. <laughs> All right. Pretty more, awesome. More patents, too, good. coming up. That's really good stuff. Pages no way those stats are real. Eight seven forty seven Beck is the phone number. I found this uh, college article, at least one version of it. I don't know if this is the one that I actually read, but big employers Where college are, is not necessary. Yeah, ne we kind of discussed it a little yeah. bit uh, earlier. If you missed that, um, big uh, employers are going cold on university degrees, leaving students and job seekers to wonder if their qualifications are worth the investment in extra study. Uh, this week, international publishing house Penguin Random House decided to drop degrees as a requirement for job applicants, hmm. following in the footsteps of major consulting firms such as Ernst and Young. And Price Waterhouse Coopers. I mean, these are 
Big names. Those are huge, yeah. like accounting firms. Yeah. Uh, we'll see wow. if they get to it in the article. But I remember reading an article not long ago, similar to that, where they were talking about, well, okay, you've got the degree. Great, you can put that on your resume, but they're giving you their own test anyway. Right. Uh, like, so they don't, I mean, whatever. Well, that's kind of what I could say. So as long as you can pass their test, whatever, you're fine. Um, they're saying, uh, while graduates remain welcome to apply for jobs, I mean, think about that statement. <laughs> you could still apply, I guess, <laughs> if you have a... Um, the move comes as smaller uh, employers are shifting away from hiring graduates or university students. It's got, huh. I guess, smaller as well. Um, believing kids are coming out of university with no real skills or simply being taught the wrong things. Wow. Jeez. Isn't that the truth? That's amazing. So they're being uh, loaded up on propaganda, on socialist, communist, Gaia propaganda, like we just talked about with yeah. this with this college that is uh, doing these classes. And, and then they're coming out with no discernible skills that you need in the workplace. Jeez. And, and, and just the, the thing that mm. throws me off is, like, if you're going to buy something that's going to cost you $150,000 or $200,000. You want to be able to use better it. better give you something. Yeah. Like, I don't know, a place to live for the rest of your life <laughs> or a mm -hmm. 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds or something. Something. Mm. should give you something. If you come out of there with nothing, it's really a waste. You don't want to just throw away $200,000. It's not a good idea. Um, it, Jeffy, um, uh, I don't know if I'm breaking news to you there, but you don't want to necessarily throw away, not that you've ever seen $200,000, but, you know, $20. No, I, I never throw away twenty dollars. <laughs> I can't. In fact, twenty bucks. You ever seen that? Twenty bucks. Is it yeah, one of the two and the zero? Just a one bill, right? Uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he's seen, he's seen it. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of a, it's a tough thing as as a parent. I would think as you're going through that. Um, and you know, my kids are too young for this at this point. But I mean, you you've gone through this, Pat. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to, you know, you have to deal with the cost. Right. If you're going to pay for some or, or all of the college. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to deal with whether that cost is worth it. And I would assume, of course, that kids typically want to go because it's essentially an extension of their childhood. You know, you're going and you're going to go party or you're going to go uh, at least not have the responsibilities of real life. Mm -hmm. So most kids are probably going to want to go. I didn't want to go. Um, it's a good holding area between your parents' house and being on your own. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a safe space where... All right, you're around other kids who are in your same situation, but you're not really in the real world yet because maybe you're still relying on your parents quite a bit and you're doing just a little bit on your own. And yeah, I it's, was so uh, lucky with that. Uh, yeah. I really was. I was so lucky with that with, with my oldest son. I mean, we had to decide what school was going to pay us. I mean, what school was going to give us the best. Because, yeah, you were best. shopping your kid around. <laughs> uh, would, would you uh, have given him a dime? Uh, if he could not have had the huge scholarship, what? Of course. Are you still you're still trying to scam that kid out of money, aren't you? I mean, if, I mean, I might, he can leave me a message if he wants to talk to me now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take the calls anymore directly. Uh, it's kind of it's it's an interesting uh, thing because I, I I don't think in most cases it's honestly worth it. No kidding. I, that's not to say that you don't extend your education. It's not to say that you don't do study on your own. You, there are classes to take. I mean. You know, there are just great classes in, in, in just areas of interest. I mean, like, you know, for example, there's one, one thing we're talking about here is, um, and one of, our, um, one, of our, uh, one of our editors, for lack of a better term, uh, was showing me this stuff. Guy, there's a guy um, for film production. Now, if you wanted to go into that, right, you want to go into film production. There's a guy who works on Saturday Night Live. 
who is like one of the guys who does all their really nicely produced like shorts. You know, the things that really wind up making a lot cool of splash even from today. Him. Right? For anyone. He goes around the country and t- gives full day classes to people for like $200 or $300. And it's like, if you're into that, what is better? Why wouldn't five, you do that? $50,000 right. a year to learn 9,000 things you don't want to learn mm-hmm. and a little bit of what you do want to learn. Yeah. Or you go and you take a class like that, which is probably, you know, it's probably only part of your education, uh, obviously, but you're able to do that while working and learning other things. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine that the way the world is going with the Internet and all the information that's out there, many colleges offering things for free, that it's going to be necessary to dump that much money into that sort of education anymore. Uh, and a lot of those kids in the... Uh, in the broadcasting field. I mean, they think they're coming out and being the next Howard Stern. Yeah, and the problem is they come out, they spend all this money, and they can't get any work. Right. You know, because what they realize really quick is it's got nothing to do with that piece of paper. Now, that's not to say that's the same case if you're an accountant, but in, in so many fields, that is the case. You go in there with a good work ethic, and, you, you know, you bust your ass every day, you show up, you do everything above and beyond, uh, and you're and you're smart, and you kind of just go through and learn things quickly and care. You're going to pass ninety five percent of the yep. people who are there. I will say this: in in with what we do, you really a don't. degree means absolutely nothing, nothing. zero. Uh, and and that includes like a college degree or like a broadcast degree. Because right. a broadcast degree, you go to broadcast. People people used to ask me this all the time: Should I go to broadcasting school? Well. Yeah, if you want to waste $5,000 a year and come out in massive debt and then wind up in the same place you would have if you would have started at a radio station interning. Yeah, just go to an intern. How about going to a radio station, getting paid as you learn how to do what you're going to do? Or just getting getting your education for free. Even right. if you, I mean, I don't know. What, yeah, Obama's changed those rules yeah, so much in interning. That's what's so difficult. I mean, you we, almost have to pay interns now. I mean, when we were 14, Obama. 15 years old, we were able to go there and work mm-hmm. for nothing on the weekends and sleep right. behind yeah. the racks and get right. Get up the next morning and and loved it. Take the trash out. Yeah, and awesome. then, yeah. I love yes. it. You're actually learning the business that you want to go oh, into. I mean, yeah, it's I was. I would have done anything. And have the old guy flip you the clipboard to make sure you take readings yep. of the transmitters. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think can, can I record a commercial, yeah. please? Just one. Right. Can I record one right. commercial. All right, see you tomorrow.